Welcome to the second episode of the Jets Rewind podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Johnny over the phone. You're always joined by me. This is our show. You just do, you just do the intro for this True. one. True. True. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the guys we signed, the guys we didn't sign. Maybe a bit more about you know overall our overall opinion of Joe Douglas so far and what we need to do in the draft, you know, after this free agency. Right. Little recap, little free agency recap. Little, little free agency recap. That's what I'd call it. All right. Start it um, off. What are we talking about so first? Let's, let's jump right into the free agency. Actually, let's talk about free agency as a whole. So I thought it was interesting. You know, it brought me a little peace of mind this week. Jets didn't make any necessarily flashy moves, but I, I overall was, was happy with it. Uh-huh. You know, see, I want I, I want to know what Joe Douglas's mindset was going into this because I'm wondering if he really was going in with the mindset, like, let's get these top O tackles and pay them a lot of money and just have these quote star O tackles, or maybe get some mediocre guys and not be stuck in contract hell for the next couple of years if you know not stuck with another Tremaine Johnson or whatever. So I'm not quite sure which route he wanted to go. I'm sure it was you know hoping to get a guy like Glasgow or Conklin, but um. I'm over. I'm happy with how Plan B went. If it was, yeah, if if it, if it even was his Plan B, I mean, you know, it's it's very clear that he won't overpay for anybody, which mm-hmm. is encouraging. Um, and he's very firm on his price and his evaluation of a player, and that's something that differs from McCagnan, who it seems was was very set, you know, on just on right. making big moves like. You know, first summary sign Revis and Cromartie, and then both got cut like two years later. Right, and then, and then you know, obviously, you're Truman Johnson. Obviously, last summer, Trish Bell. True, and there's Bell and Mosley. Like these are flashy names at like not necessarily positions of huge value. And Joe went right to our positions of need and and got them. and got guys. Yes, exactly. Um, so you want to go individually? Uh, go down the list of the guys we signed and talk about each yes. one. Talk about each one. So the first signing that we made this free agent was George Fant from the Seattle Seahawks. So that was a three-year, $30 million deal with 13 guaranteed. So, you know, this signing's it's meh. Um, Fant's versatile. He can play both tackle positions. Um, he didn't grade out very well. PFF, he was the CE graded. He had a 60.6, which was 57th among tackles. He's okay. He's not great. I don't know if he's a starter, um, but he gives us depth um, in case of injury and, you know, someone who can get hurt. And I guess right now he's our starting left tackle with Adoga mm-hmm. on the right. Um, so I guess I'm happy with it. It's a lot of money. The number looks big, but uh, the common Jeff fan it is a lot. Of, yeah, it's a lot of money for a potential backup. Only, but also only the first full year is guaranteed and only a third of the, uh, the second one. Right, right, right. So... You know, it's a very... And what matters the most here is obviously he addressed a position of need, and honestly, anything from that last year's O-line is an upgrade, as we all know. Exactly. Um, And I don't know how Fant really compares to Beecham. I think Beecham is slightly a better player than Fant. But Fant, you know, showed a lot of flashes last year, and, you know, maybe Joe likes what he sees. So let's hope that we can get good things out of him. Next, we re-signed Alex Lewis to a three-year, $18 million yep. contract. Um, he was also 57th this time among guards in PFF grade. Yeah. Um, 
He's all right. He's very meh. I, I remember he got up to a really good start last year, and everyone was like, "Oh, Douglas can pull out guards out of a or offensive lineman out of a hat," and you know he, he knows his guys. But but Lewis, you know, he ended up the year in a pretty tough note. He's very injury prone. Um, I think he missed all the 2018 season um, because of injury, and he's, he's not a great. He's just not a great player. Um, but they're putting their trust in him. I guess he's young. So I guess looking forward to this one. What, what do you think? It's not the sexiest signing at all. Yeah, it's not. It's not a sexy signing. signing but um, again, after we were starting to lose out on some of these um, top name guards, we had uh, we had to get a guy, and at least we have a guy here who we know, you know, may not be the number one guy, but also shouldn't screw up our entire season. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. All right. Next on to Connor McGovern, one of my favorite signings of the offseason three years 27 million 18 guaranteed you know grades out very well on pff um, which i might add is not a perfect service but gives a good gauge of can you explain pff are. a little bit to listeners it's very controversial but it's it's this kind of like this this service or like this i'd say like this football whatever this website that just like you know analyzes the game and it grades every player based on like everything they do during the game um you're really into it i know you always talk about it i always do talk about it um i just think it's a good way to like because football players are kind of like some guys are just like hard to grade it's hard to get stats from like an o-line it's hard to get stats so it like for example like no like it, it keeps track of like good good linemen and and guys that we won't necessarily recognize as well but also like a quarterback it can show off like if a guy's having a really lucky year you know like he keeps track of things like balls that could have gotten intercepted um you know like easy sacks that guys have so like if they're unblocked um or anything like that it just kind of reflects that and has that. So I think it just shows everything about the game. Right. It's, is, it's a number, like. but it doesn't really come from a numbers standpoint. No, it doesn't like, it's not like sacks and right. everything going in. Um, it, it's just like a way that they grade players. Anyway. So it's not at all perfect and it's very controversial, but one, it's really good with offensive linemen. I know that. Um, so this is a good, good gauge. And McGovern does really well here yeah keep keep telling me about mcgovern 11th best center um he also doesn't commit penalties at all i don't think he had a single penalty last year yeah which is huge um and i'm really excited about this one really good pass blocker not as good of a run blocker so (laughs) that's actually the case with um a guy we'll talk about in a bit greg van roten who's another good signing um i think lev is going to have another Right now, it's looking like Lev is going to have another tough year. Um, but yeah. I'll move one more on to Brian Poole. Now, this this is a signing, in my opinion. I, I was really happy guy. when I saw this one. Yeah, I was really Poole happy. Poole kind of broke out too. last year, and then Douglas got him for only a one-year $5 million, um, which yeah. you know allowed him to do some other things as free agency. And I'm really glad we were able to bring him back. It's all guaranteed. And uh, going back to PFF, he was ninth among corners with a grade of 79. Yeah, so Poole is a is a nickel corner. Um, he's not like a straight up outside corner, so he plays in the slot. Right. Um, and most teams actually like he's going to be on the field a lot because most teams, their like base defense 
is a nickel and the, you know, cause so many, like it's becoming such a passing league. You want as many DBs on the field as possible. Right. Um, so pool's really valuable. You know, he can blitz, he can, he's really good in coverage. Um, and you get him for a super cheap price and, you know, good nickel corners right. are hard to come And you're not by. stuck so with him for really multiple years. One. And he really, he did break out last year and towards, exactly. especially towards the end of the year, um, you know, had to pick six. I remember that. But uh, yeah. yeah, this he, is, this is also the guy that we replaced. Jermaine, oh, no, ever, no, that's not true. No, the ever infamous Buster Screen. Buster Screen, right, right, right. And then uh, my favorite Bless, guy. Bless replaced True. Yes, Bless stepped in for True. Bless, yeah. uh, side note on Bless. I really like Bless. Yeah. Really, I really it's have high hopes for him. Bless. Really have high hopes for Bless. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Pool, great yeah. signing. Great signing. All right, Let's next, author Mullet. Minimum contract. Pay, pretty average guy, a backup probably at best he stepped in last year had a couple really good games i remember when him and bless were playing alongside each other they each played really well not a guy you're going to rely on every game not a starting cornerback but good depth signing glad we brought him back and he'll do some stuff on special teams too next one is neville hewitt he played a lot for us last year we bring him yeah, back on a bad, low deal man. but he, he wasn't impressive last year yeah uh, well according to pff which is not a again not a perfect science 40.4 grade, 84th among, among linebackers. Right. So He played for us a lot last year. and um, Well, obviously with our, our two starting LBs going out. Right, right. And yeah, and, and we missed a lot of that. Like we got, we got burned by running backs a lot. And because of his coverage, like deficiencies, we had to play a lot of zone. Yeah, and assuming CJ and Avery are back uh, healthy yeah. this year, he he probably won't see as much field time. As you know, I think if, if CJ and Avery each play over 13 games, I think the defense has top five, top six. Oh, potential. I told we we thought It'll definitely I be mean, the best defense last year. La, right, last year they were a great defense with all these guys going down, and at the beginning of the year, we even thought these guys were going to be. A top, and they eventually were a top defense without these guys. And I think we can be really elite this year, especially if we're yeah, Avery back and CJ. So that's exciting. Next one, go ahead. Um, Josh Andrews, no, absolutely nothing about him. Minimum deal, depth, offensive lineman, skip. Okay. <laughs> uh, Marky <laughs> Christian, minimum yeah, deal, just- third safety. 74th among safeties if we're going to keep going with this pff likely a, yeah. I mean, a backup yeah he's a backup step in do all right um one thing i noticed when looking at his pff grade he was really good in coverage but he was awful as a run defender mm-hmm. so you know this is likely a guy we're going to see a lot in third down situations um you bring him in in that setting and pass heavy teams and he can be a really valuable piece yeah, pass heavy teams because you can now play three safety sets. You know, you can be comfortable having three safeties on the field with him, Maul, and, and Marcus. You know, hopefully they all stay healthy. But yeah, you're excited about this so, guy, Greg Van Roten. So you you talk about him. For I me. am. Um, I'm 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 like pretty excited about Greg. I think he's going to be big for Sam. Um, we really needed to upgrade the guard position after last year. He's going to be replacing Brian Winters. Really good pass blocker. Not a great run blocker. Pretty easy. He's an above average offensive guard. And that's an upgrade over Winters, who is average or below average at best. Yeah. So love it. Uh, yeah. Pierre Desir, one year five million. And I'm actually really I'm really happy with this deal because the Colts released yeah, him too. and then thirty minutes later 
uh, Douglas called. Yes, sir. And he had a tough 2019, but he also had a ham. I think it was a hamstring, right? Yeah, hamstring injury. Hamstring I know we injury. heard his hamstring week three. Yeah. Right, and that kind of had made him have a tough year all year. But 2018, he kind of had a breakout year. He was really good. It was really like, good. He was really good. Yeah, and I think really we good. get him for a one-year deal, five million, super low risk. And if he really breaks out again, you know, it was really just the injury. Yeah. That's a good signing, for sure. There, there are also a bunch of highlights of him locking up um, Hopkins, right? Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. In the 2018 wild card game, uh, or 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah. Check, um, check those out. Really, those, those will get you excited. That's that's. I think I really think if this guy stays healthy, he's going to be really good. Good, good outside. Definitely a starting caliber cornerback. This is such a low risk deal too. One year, five million. Like, who cares? This guy's been really good in the past, and yeah. apparently was hurt last year. So we'll see what happens. And from what I've one. heard, he's excited to be a jet. He's quote blessed to be a jet. You don't get to hear that too often. So no, no, you do not. Um, I'm talking. I'm talking for Adam Gase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the next guy, my dog, Jordan Jenkins. One year, five million. Welcome back. I love this guy. Yeah. Um, well, I'm by. I'm obviously biased because I'm a Georgia guy. But um, yeah, he's. We needed. I. I mean, I was. I'm excited we brought him back. I was definitely hoping we to bring him back, um, and we did. So, yeah, that's kind of all I gotta say. Everyone knows who Jordan Jenkins is. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah good player starter. don't have much to say about him yeah he's a starter he's a good starter good our off. last signing of the offseason Rashad Perriman this is one that I'm pretty excited about yeah me too um, and Perriman has been really shaky his first couple years in the league in the league um, excuse me but broke out last year um, and in the last five weeks of the season if I have these stats so over the five games in the month of December Perriman tied for the league lead with Five receiving touchdowns and ranked third with 506 receiving yards, which was second among wide receivers and one yard behind Devontae Parker. Yeah, man. First. I picked him up in fantasy at the end of the year, and he did good, good for you. For me. I was good pretty, I was you. pretty proud of that. I did I end that. up in the loser. Yeah. I did still end up in the loser game, but um, yeah, Johnny has a um, a very intense. You want to tell him about your fantasy football league? Yeah, so we're both high school students, so you can t- tell how intense this might be. But a loser shaves their head, and I was in the game, uh, the loser game, and it was look not looking good after week one. I was down by a lot, and then I ended up winning by point six. I'll never forget that. Um, yeah, well, good for you. I'm proud of you. So I didn't have to shave my head. Um, anyway, but yeah, Perriman, uh, that was a good, good signing. He had a big year. Good signing. And yeah. obviously, I mean, we'll get to Robbie in a minute, but he's another weapon and we need wide receiver weapons at the moment. Yeah, for sure. No, we definitely do. Um, so, I mean, maybe he can break out and we'll, we'll talk about positions of need now. Should we just go into that? Yeah, let's hey, do actually, that. Let's talk about guys we didn't sign. Okay. Um, good call. We'll start listening to some guys. Philip Dorsett, I'll start with who we talked about. Uh, he signed yeah. a five million dollar contract. Not a huge loss because we got Perriman, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Dorsett doesn't hurt too much. I don't think he's done much in the league so far. I know he's really fast, but eh, what, whatever. Clowney is still on the market, so we'll see. I don't he know, is still I don't on know the market. If we have the money I to pay don't him, but think we'll make a move. Yeah, high risk, high reward kind of guy. Yeah, high risk, high reward. Um, but also might be too high risk yeah i don't know it's, like it's how probably much money we it. give to him because he definitely wants a multi-year deal because he knows he's high risk high reward mm-hmm. 
So we want some security, but I don't know if Joe is going to give that to him. I doubt he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then obviously um, we missed out on guys like Conklin and Glasgow that we mentioned on the last show. Yeah. yeah. And as you were saying before we started, Glasgow really hurt. Um, yeah. Because that was the money we were, that's the guy we we're going to throw all of our money in after we missed out on Thune and Conklin. And, but, you know, as you mentioned, we got our guy Fant. Yeah. Big, big George. You know, Fant actually like has some crazy like combine numbers, but he didn't actually go to the combine. He was undrafted. He runs like a four eight three forty. I did not know that for a big offense. I know I didn't either, but I saw it the other day. It's like really, really impressive stuff. Like apparently, he would have blown up the combine if he had went. Why didn't he? Why didn't so, he go? I don't, I don't think he was just on anybody's radar, really. Well, now he's on. I think Joe he's Douglas's kinda, radar. Yeah. Well. He's on our radar. He's going to be our starting right or left tackle this year, so we should get ready. Who um, else are we missing? Whew. I th- heard we were interested in Joe Harris. Or not Joe Harris. Uh, Chris Harris um, a little bit. Um, yeah, but I don't know if there's a whole Shout lot of traction with that. No, I don't think there was either. And then I'm really, really glad we didn't spend a lot of money on Bradbury. I saw we were interested in him. Let the Giants do it. <laughs> yeah um, they had a pretty tough free agency he's like not a very good corner like in terms of of, of pff he's like just very average like just very average or actually below average. how much did they give so if him? i can pull up his name in a second three years 45 million he's the third um highest paid cornerback in the nfl are you serious Per year. Yeah. Now that Mr. Trumaine Johnson is going. Mr. Trumaine Johnson Our boy. Is, is not not have a deal anymore. Yeah, so Bradbury was the 68th ranked cornerback. That's tough. In the NFL. Um, all right, let's start Man. with let's talk about Robbie real quick. Before the show started, a couple hours we got notified that the sun god is going to the Panthers. For a twenty million two two year twenty million deal, I thought we could have paid him that. Um, but you know, it's kind of sad to see that guy go. He was Sam's number one target. You know, Rob's a good player. I don't know if he's great. He's got holes. He's never really broken out. Like he definitely has holes. He also, I don't know. He's just never really broken out like everybody kind of thought he would. You know, every year is kind of just like Robbie's year, and then nothing really comes of it. Um. And he, I think he, he decreased from last year to this year. So I'm upset because I love Robbie. You know, I, I love, he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sucks. But other than that, you know, we'll miss him. Excited to see Perriman. And then we'll touch on this in a bit maybe, but um, hopefully Jerry Judy. Yeah, we'll, so t- we'll touch on that at the end. A little side note, just to the listeners, the call is messing up a little bit. So if you hear that, apologies, it's not, you know, bad enough where we have to. We've 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 Is tried to we've, really? we've tried to fix it. It's not that bad. that bad. It's not that bad. Um. Anyway, who else? What next? I don't know, guys. We lost. We didn't really lose anybody important. I don't think. No. Yeah. I mean, we cut true. That was obviously, you know, happy about that. Little. Not a not a big true guy over yeah. here. Yeah. Felt uh-huh. like a weight lifted off my shoulders for a minute. Felt kind of nice. Now we can go into if you had to grade Joe Douglas, 
Um, what would you grade him for his first Jet offseason? I'd say a B plus. He didn't do anything extraordinary. He didn't make a um, a move like the the Hopkins one. Yeah, that's true. That was that was a special move, move. Of the off season <laughs> by far. Yeah. Um, but he made a lot of like good solid signings. Yeah, he and didn't brought he, some he guys had, back. He yeah. had no major f ups, and um, you know, just an, like a good off season, and he made improvements and he filled holes of need, which obviously is something that was a, the key thing going into this off season. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and focused on holes in need or like positions of need didn't like necessarily solve those problems, but that's hard to do anyway, mm, especially in your spending first, a first ton of year. money. Yeah. And you know, he was very firm and didn't want to spend a lot of money and didn't want to lose future f- financial flexibility. And it like puts us in position in the coming years, you know, when we build a little bit to make a really flashy move. Right, um, and then you move know, like for a Hopkins or a Odell or whatever. Right, you know? and then the pool and the Paramount and the uh, McGovern contracts were all great. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm happy. I can sleep at night. Me too. I can definitely sleep at night. So before we go, at the end of the last pod, we talked about how it's probably key to get an offensive line with the 11th overall pick. However, a lot I'm, of a lot of I'm some of those. I'm off that train. I know. Let me, let me hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Okay. And we were like, oh, I would be really torn if a guy like Judy is there, but you also have a guy maybe like Andrew Thomas. See, the loss of Robbie Anderson might have put me on the wide receiver train. Now that's a pretty. I, I think and you agree, as you already just said, but that's a pretty controversial take because a lot of people are heavy on the O line, and we still need those guys and. You know, we can't go for the flashy skill position and we need to, in order to have a successful year, we need an offense line. I'm saying, mm-hmm. who is our receiver core right now? I mean, Noon was never Quincy and Noon healthy. Was He's never, never healthy. healthy. Brashad Perriman. Who's a very big uh, question. Mark. Oh, yeah. And Crowder, who actually had a really good year last year. Crowder did have a good year, but like he doesn't. But he's have, a slot receiver, right? He's and he doesn't receiver. have. Yeah. He doesn't have the guy. And I think if you bring in Judy this young with Sam this young, that can be a connection. You, get, for a you long let them boys grow time. together, man. <laughs> Judy's good. You know, I I watched Judy tape and highlights, and he does some things with the ball in his hand, and like he's a great route runner, gets open, and man, he's elusive. Like I don't makes people miss. I don't mean to be the impatient Jets Knicks fan in me, but I want to win next yeah. year, Owen. I want to win. And I want to win too. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. We have a bit of a hard schedule, but yeah. I think we're going to see more. Like I think we'll, we, there's a chance we end up with a worse record than we did this year, but I think we'll be much happier with like the season that we had overall. Like we got blown out. I think we had double digit losses to the Bengals and Dolphins this yeah. year. That hurts. That you know, really like. And hopefully next year that's not something we'll see and we'll go down with a fight if we go down because of our tougher schedule. Um, but man, we, I'm, we were look, the Bengals' first look, win. I'm with, <laughs> yeah, and the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, I'm looking to make a playoff push this year, and I think we need a guy like Judy to do that, a potential breakout guy. And it's just harder for an O line to break out in a younger stage. That may be just the impatient Jets exactly. fan in me, but whatever. Yeah, me too. I mean, like. I just think Judy is a 
Judy was a guy before like people really started riding the um, offensive line hype train. Um, was a guy that people were talking about being picked in the top five, mm-hmm. you know. And I think if he's in CD's position at Oklahoma, like he has fifteen hundred plus yards oh, this year, a hundred percent. But but I mean he's on a team with four other receivers that are just that as good. <laughs> if they all entered the draft right now. I mean I know Smith and Waddle aren't eligible this year or aren't aren't trying to get drafted, but. Those are two guys, like four guys that all could end up being first round picks. Mm-hmm. Like they're all probably will be first round picks. And he was on four and he still managed to put up 1100 yards. Would you, I mean, he w- was the Blythe award winner last year. If Judy is off the board and it comes down to an O-lineman or CD, who do you take? I think I take a O-line at that point. I think, but it depends what O-lineman's on the board. The thing is though, like looking at mocks, there aren't a lot of like wide receiver needy teams that are in front of us. Yeah, like I'm just, I'm that, just um, right. But the thing the is, the team that was really scary to post someone was um, were the Cardinals, and they just traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't think. I think that we're gonna. There's a good chance that one of these guys is going to be on the board. Right, and also the big O line argument though is you take an O line at 11, and the wide receiver class in this draft is so deep, you can get a qual like a really quality guy in the second round. That could also break out, yeah. like a, you know, to throw out a name, Justin Jefferson. I haven't had, I haven't had time to go through the whole second round list of guys. That's just a guy's I, one of the guys I know from mm-hmm. LSU. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, they're they're good. It's one of the best wide receiver drafts in a right. Long we're time. we're in a, it's a set. We're in a good spot because um, our two holes of need. The reason are, that Robbie's market was so weak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm a. Look, we're in a good position with the drafts because our two holes of need are the two most dominant positions. Yeah, dominant positions. I say really like wide receiver right now. It's not a strong edge draft, but I think we'll look to address that need in the later rounds for sure. I mean, there's Chase Young, but we're not going to be able to draft Chase Young. So, yeah, you know, that's too bad. (laughs) It's too bad. Anyway, he's a, he's, let, a, he's, a good, he's a pretty good player. Let's let's wrap this up because we hit all the guys and we hit everything we want to talk about next week. Uh, we want to get out of here without more call. Yeah, without yeah, more yeah. call issues. Yeah, but uh, next week, if we make any more moves, we'll do a show. We'll also do another show. You know, a week later, discussing everything we didn't talk about, and as we get closer to the draft, which hopefully doesn't get postponed. Which I just saw a notification yeah. on my phone that GMs are looking to postpone it, but you know, league ownership is trying to keep it. To. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. and. You know, hopefully it stays on as fans because we need something to do uh, with the, with our time. Then we'll we'll do a comprehensive draft preview once we get closer. Yes, we will. Be sure to follow the Instagram at Jets Rewind Pod, nyjetsrewind.com. and our Twitter. That's what I just said. You said Instagram. Oh, I meant Twitter. Sorry. Follow both and uh, nyjets nyjetsrewind.com. We got to get better at our outro. <laughs> um, All right. See you guys. See you guys. Thank you.